Hey everyone, I'm your host, Alex Taylor, co-founder of Parallel. Welcome to Parallel Lives, a podcast where we learn about the tireless yet vibrantly challenging role the women we admire most live in parallel to their careers and personal pursuits, becoming and being a mom. Today's guest is celebrity makeup artist, Cherish Brooke Hill. Her work has been featured in publications like Marie Claire, Harper's Bazaar, and InStyle. And she works with some pretty major names like Alicia Keys, Snow Allegra, Kiki Palmer, Paris Hilton. She is also a mom of two. Today, we put her career aside and got personal. We explored how she learned to heal from childhood trauma and how she overcame that trauma to guide her as she navigates motherhood. It's a fascinating and honest and real conversation, and I hope you enjoy our show. Cherish, I am so happy to have you on the I'm pod so today. Happy. Thank you so much for being on. Um, you have built such an incredible platform and career for yourself. You work with some of my favorite artists, and you've been published in so many incredible publications. And you have two beautiful kiddos with the best names ever. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm so happy to have you here today. But before we get into hearing about how you manage it all and your role as a mom and your journey there, let's rewind all the way back. I'd love to hear about you before you were a mom and how you built this incredible career for yourself. Okay, so I grew up in Washington, right outside of Washington, D.C., in Montgomery County, Maryland, like in the Potomac area. And I was raised by my grandparents mainly. And my mom is an amazing mom. She's incredibly smart, but she has a mental illness. So at a young age, I was kind of put in a position to um, be a mom at, you know, at a young age with her and dealing with her illness. She has um, manic depression or like like not now known or like the modern term is like bipolar disorder um, with schizophrenic tendencies. So, you know, it was a lot growing up and I had a, my grandparents like formed a huge community of people of like my friends' parents throughout my life that kind of were my safe haven growing up. So yeah, yeah, I grew up in DC. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it really takes a village and what a huge amount of responsibility emotionally to take on at such a young age. Did How did you end up getting into makeup and becoming an artist? So art was like always my like form of um, disconnecting from like what I was going through at home. And my grandparents, like my grandfather worked under the Clinton administration. He's extremely smart. My mom is first generation from Ghana and she has like, you know, four siblings and everyone's in the government. Everyone's like doctors. You know, my dad is like a computer engineer. He like builds computers. And so like everyone's like really smart. And I was just this child that was so taken by art and all forms of art. And my grandfather would have a, he worked uh, for the Department of Justice growing up. Mm -hmm. And I would go with him to work um, summer days. And he would allow me to go to the Smithsonian's and like the art museums. And I was so taken away by art and I would go home and sculpt or paint. And I think that really formed 
a love for me growing up and a way to emotionally express myself. So that's how it pretty much started. So then I'm so fast forward, I moved to San Diego. My mom has a brother that lived there and worked for Homeland Security with his wife and kids. And um, wow. yeah. And because my family like wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse, I started going to school for nursing. And it wasn't what I wanted to do at all. And my aunt came to me and was like, you know what, you're failing school. You know, you're failing your classes. Like, what is it that you want to do? And I was like, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I want to go to school for fashion. I just, you know, came up with something on the top of my head. And so I started going to school for fashion in San Diego and my aunt came back to me and she's like, you know what, this is like, I can tell this is not what you want to do. And she's like, what is it that you want to do? And I was like, um, watching videos of like, back then they had this thing called Fashion Face TV and um, Pat McGrath, who's an amazing makeup artist and the mother of all mothers. The queen. She, the queen. She would do these like backstage moments in film. Like they were like mini documentaries. And we would see her, you know, doing backstage just like Dior, Chanel. And I got to see like a black woman in something that in a space that I like dreamed of being in and creating her art and painting with her fingers. And that really, I think, like changed me. And I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to go for. So so moving into the the world of makeup, you've built so many incredible clients that you work with and publications and such. Where were you in your career when you became a mom? Was that an intentional moment? Did you decide that you were ready to start a family? Or tell us a little bit about that chapter of your life. I call my husband, my forever boyfriend. We both were kind of fearful of like having kids. And so um, it was very much a surprise for us that I got pregnant. You know, coming from a past of having a mom with mental illness and kind of seeing, you know, that path. I think, you know, even back then, like mental illness wasn't talked about a lot. And, you know, he has a bit of mental illness in his family as well. And I think we were just like, we want to live our lives and be free. And we didn't quite understand parenthood and I, I, you know, I grew up seeing my grandparents like do so much for my mom. And then also I was like in a space as a child of like being a mom to my mom, you know? So I was like, I, I just wanted to like live my life and like build my career. And, um, I think I was very fearful and so was Drew of being a parent. And so our son just sort of came in and surprised us and we were like, you know, I guess we're Mm going to take this on. So, yeah. But isn't it interesting how it's only that moment where you start to imagine this life where you have your own little people that even if you've done everything you could to become your own person, have your own identity and even separate yourselves from your family and really affirm that your past and your family's just come right into picture and right into they focus. They totally do. Yeah. And my mom is an amazing mom. And I think, you know, in times of when she was healthy and, and like, I have the best memories of my childhood are with her. And even growing up and seeing her apply makeup, you know, as a child, like, or when I became a makeup artist, my first friend, Nicole Arch, she called me and she was like, you know what? I don't know if you remember this, but your first 
birthday party I ever went to, we sat around and did each other's makeup. And I was like, like no. which was so cool. But <laughs> I do think that wow. our childhood, yeah, really shapes us and it comes up in our lives in multiple times. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, but we bring yeah. so much of that fear and baggage too into our children. You know, I'm constantly thinking about things that I've struggled with in terms of other relationships. And I look at my kids, I'm like, I hope I don't do that because I'm so afraid. But I think we're aware of it. We're less inclined to fall victim to a lot of those things we're so afraid of. How did you work through that with your partner? How do you support yourself in putting those fears to rest and just focusing on on being the incredible mom that you are? I think that a lot of it has to do with like conversation and talking things out, kind of like how we're doing here. And you've created this amazing space for moms. And I think that is, or women in general, I think that it is so important and to have that sort of space where we both are able to talk about our fears and like why we fear them. You know, a lot of times when we talk about things, I feel like, it doesn't make it as big as it really is. And you realize you're not alone. You realize you're not alone. And like, that's exactly it. It's like when we talk about things, you know, anything, there's this Fred Rogers quote that I'm probably going to butcher it, but you know, anything that's human is mentionable. And if we can talk about these things, they become less scary and they're real. And you realize how many other people also are experiencing versions of what you might be going through. So yeah, I I do think, I agree. It's really important. We talk about these things and these fears and it's so interesting how that kind of reared its head when you got pregnant, but how did you also think about your career? Were you afraid that you'd have to give it up? Um, Being a makeup artist, you know, you work odd hours, you're on the road a lot right now. You're on, you're on tour with Snow Allegra, which is insane, you know, a lot of time. How did you think about your career and were you afraid to lose it? You know, I do think there was like a a small amount of fear that I think at that age, I was like in my early 20s, you kind of have this like sense of fearlessness. So And then as a mom, like you really have a sense of like, you're fearful of like things, but then you put on this armor of like, you're and you're become this like, like, I think like superwoman almost where you're like able to do so much, Totally, you know, but I feel like, you know, my grandmother, when I first had my son, um, or when I first had my daughter, I was like, fearful of how would my love expand to another child. Yeah. And my grandmother said, you know what, your heart just expands, like your heart just opens up and expands more. And she was exactly right about that. And I think our, in our lives, like that sort of analogy goes for our lives too, like within motherhood and work and all this. And like the things that we think we can't do, our lives just expand and our, and the magnitude of what we can do just becomes more and more So I think that with my career and stuff, yeah, to answer your question, I did have fear, but, you know, my life just expanded and with the help of Drew and I'm able to make it work. Yeah. So tell me a little more about that because you had told me previously that you're on tour for three months with snow and that's three months pretty much away from your family. Walk me through that. How do you make that possible? How do you stay connected? Tell us your secrets as a working mom. (laughs) So I think a lot of times 
it's really like this day and age we have like iPhones and stuff and we're able to FaceTime and all of that. Like when I'm at home, I really try to be present with my kids and not be on social media and like a ton and just really be in that moment. I think that really is helpful. You know, the times that I am at home and on my off days, I fly home often and like see them, even if I can see them for an hour or two, I do. And I try to spend as much quality time with them, even if it's us just sitting on the couch or just having conversations. That's really important to me. And um, I think, yeah, it's hard. It definitely is hard. But, you know, Drew... Drew's a stay-at-home dad, and I'm blessed with that. And he really gives me, yeah, and he gives me the opportunity to be able to leave and do these things. But then, yeah, like I said, when I'm home, I really try to be present with my kids. Yeah. Can you ever imagine your life without the other, without work or without your kids at this point? I definitely can't. The crazy thing is, is like people are always like, do you guys want more kids? And absolutely. Like I want more kids, but because I feel like when I had kids, it pushed me to want to start doing everything. Um, sorry, my mom is calling me. It's okay. (laughs) Um, I think it really pushed me to work on things within my past, work on things for my future. And I can't imagine not having them in my life. They're like my little pride and joy. Yeah, they're the biggest blessing. Of course. That's funny that your mom just calls because I had a question about your relationship with her. Do you think your relationship with her has changed at all since becoming a mom? I think it has. I, you know, when I was pregnant with my son, I called her and I was like, I just want to thank you so because my son's pregnancy was like, I was like throwing up for five months. Like it was hectic. But you know what? I look back and I'm like, I would do that all over again because that was such a blessing. But I called her and I was like, mommy, I just want to say thank you so much for carrying me because she, during that time that she was pregnant with me, couldn't do any medication, any of her medications. So she really had to to give up a lot just to have me. And, I, you know, she's such a blessing. She, uh, her and I's relationship has like become, I think, even stronger because I feel like you know, growing up, um, mental illness, like I said, wasn't talked about. And I think my grandparents really feared people knowing that she had an illness where now they, you know, so many like people have to talk about it that I feel like the relationship that I have with her is stronger just based off the fact that we're able to talk about the fact that she has an illness and everything's going to be okay and she doesn't need to hide from it. And, and taking medication daily is not a negative thing. I think growing up with her and uh, being a mom, I was like kind of not a mom, like um, I was her daughter, but I was like a mom to her of like telling her, mom, you got to take your medication and things like that. And I think that it's kind of softened me in a way towards her. And um, because like as, as parents, like we're just trying to figure it out. And she was as a mom too. And so was my dad. I think it makes them more human. Like when I became a mom, it made her more, you know. Absolutely. Know, it sounds so. like it, you had more empathy for her. Yeah, definitely. It's beautiful. So growing up, in your circumstances, you had to develop a really strong sense of this emotional intelligence. And that's so important to being a parent and raising little people. How do you nurture that in your children? I think that, I mean, there's so many 
levels to that. I feel like with both of our kids, like we really tried to talk things out of like how they're feeling, why they're feeling it and how can I or Drew help. And I think that, you know, as we're here and like we've mentioned a couple of times, like the conversation, opening up the conversation kind of helps relieve that stress of like hiding that and, and then being okay with their emotions to have that sense of I'm not feeling good today. And this is why. You know, it's so interesting. I feel like more and more people are talking about how important it is to to talk about and label your feelings, especially being a fellow parent that has a little person. It's really neat to see. I'm curious to see what this generation is like. I hope they're all very kind to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drew and I threw Josiah a birthday party and and with all of his classmates, and it's the first time he's in kindergarten. So it's the first time we've experienced that of like meeting all the parents and we have our community, but like meeting everyone that was in the class and he invited all the boys and some of the girls. And one of the moms came up to us and said that her son, the first couple of weeks was getting really bullied. And it wasn't until Josiah told all of the boys like, no, we can't, you can't be a bully to him. He's our friend. And that changed the the attitude of like how these like kids were like treating this other little boy. What a proud mom moment. Yeah, definitely a proud mom moment. Just made me realize that what we are trying to teach him of like being kind and like being sensitive to other people's emotions and like holding space to hear people and understand because we try to create that environment at home we were really proud of that. Yeah. Wow. That is such a great moment. Let's go back a little bit more to your pregnancy. You mentioned that with, was it with Josiah that you were really sick? Yeah. Five months. For Oof. five months. I was like, cause you know, they say like the first trimester is like, Oh, you you have morning sickness, but like mine went into my second trimester. And I think I remember, you know, the first three months after that, I was like, Oh, well tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it's all going to be over with. Like, and I woke up the next morning, like sicker than ever. Yeah. With him, I like, you know, was in the hospital a lot and then had to take anti-nausea medication. Yeah. And then with Charlotte, I wasn't. Yeah, I got to take like a little trip by myself before I had her and I was working every day. And then, yeah, Josiah was not working very much. Oh my gosh. But it's encouraging to hear that you can have two very different experiences and that not every pregnancy is the same. I think a lot of people are afraid after that first, if they have a more intense experience, that the second will be the same. And for everyone listening, that's not always the case. <laughs> no, it's not always yeah. the case. And I think I like look back to even just in those sick moments, I would do it all over again because it's so worth it with, I was throwing up every day, but it was still manageable where I was like, you know, I still get a human, you yeah. know? And like, yeah. Women are unstoppable. It's amazing what we go through. It really yeah, is. Yeah, It really is. And did you take a maternity leave with either of your children or how does that work? Cause you work for yourself basically. Yeah. With my son, I had a C-section with my son. I, I pushed for four hours and he was, he has a large head. <laughs> and so, so they, you know, did an emergency C-section after four hours of pushing and 36 hours of labor yeah. And so I think I took about like 
two weeks, two and a half weeks off with him after getting out of the hospital. And then with my daughter, five days, <laughs> five days after I got out of the hospital, I went and did a client's makeup and um, I couldn't lift because I had a C-section again. I couldn't lift my luggage into the car. So I, I called an Uber to drive me around the block and then to my car <laughs> and oh, then lift my I... stuff into the car. Yeah. Oh my god! But I was like, so eager to get back to work. Yeah, of course. I know it's interesting how your body and also your mental state seem to bounce back a little faster with the second. Or something I've noticed with a lot of friends and women in my orbit. Did you feel that way? It sounds like it. Definitely, and you hit the nail on the head when you said the second was. You know, my mental, like my mental with my first. I was. I think I went through a bit of postpartum depression. And I didn't realize it until I was, I like kind of like got out of that fog. And what was it that made you realize you had postpartum depression? I think that I carried like a lot of anxiety after him being out and like, you know, creating that safe space. I was very terrified. What made me realize it is I had this sense of like relief. It just, came over me where I didn't have that anxiety anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only after you got through that postpartum depression that you realized you'd even had it. It's very interesting. It's so common. Yeah, I think it it is common. And I think it was kind of scary to kind of look back because I was like, yeah, the anxiety kind of like took over me and I'm like, true. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I was probably like driving him nuts, like waking him up 20 times a night. Like, um, is the baby okay? But yeah. yeah, but it's so real. We go through that as women, and and I don't think I had people around me that knew. Like, were you prepared um, enough? For- I thought about it a lot because of my mom's illness, and I felt as though you know this might be a possibility. But when I was in it, I didn't think it was. I just thought you know, I was in the thick of everything of just having a baby and the anxiety of like all, all the fears overwhelmed me. And I really didn't have like other moms or a community of moms to be like, Hey, it was like, kind of like go to work, come home to Drew and I, and it was just Drew and I. So it's just, it was um, isolating, especially during those early days. If you don't have that network, how did you piece together that support system for yourself? Well, there's this photographer, Elias Tahan, and he's like one of my best friends. And he introduced me to a young mom. Um, he was like, you know what, come over. I think we were like, both our sons were born in the same month and she needed help. She was overwhelmed and she had just moved to LA with her husband. Her husband was working for, I think like Violet Gray at the time as a photographer. And then yeah, he called me. He was like, you need to come meet my friend and went over there. We just bonded. And with her, we're still really close friends to this day. And now she's um, like a single mom and she's an amazing, you know, but I think her and I just sort of created this community of um, and bounced off of each other. And I think with my second pregnancy, I mean, there was times that I mean, there's times within life we go through hard things and like, yeah. we just call each other and cry sometimes. And yeah. Yeah. I, you know, what a good cry can do. 
a good cry, let it all out, and then you, yeah. know, you can go about your day. But she really is my community of like, and we really branched out to like finding other people through that. Again, you have your your group, your village, your support system. And I think that especially during that postpartum haze, I think a lot of women experience depression, anxiety. I had awful anxiety, awful depression too. And I was fortunate in that I had a few friends that had had children right before me and they kind of knew it was coming. They're like, you're going to go through this. I'm like, no, I'm so prepared. And yet, of course, like a ton of bricks. Um, So they kind of warned me and again, like created space for me to share that with them and know that they could support me. And even with my second, you know, just having that group there for me was so helpful and got me through and and made me feel less weird about all the things I was feeling, you know? I know. Yeah. And that, I think that's really, that's really the key is like not feeling weird about all the things that we're going through because we do go through a lot as women and like we carry a lot. Yeah. Did you feel an identity shift though after that postpartum haze? Like, do you remember your first time getting dressed to go out after you had Josiah like, did you feel different at all? I definitely did. I definitely felt more within myself. There was like a sense of confidence that came over me. And I think like a shift of less fear, less anxiety, more confidence. And I think I was like taking him to work with me one of the days, which was crazy because my clients are so awesome. I've known most of my clients for almost a decade and they've allowed me to like bring my kids to work. And just, I was like maybe eight or nine months at the time. And it was like more relief. I was like, when I think I was going through my postpartum depression, I was like, you know, scared to drive with him and like scared for him to sleep in his bassinet and, or, you know, in a crib or like scared for me to leave him, you know? So I think that, relief, I did feel like a whole shift within that. Yeah. It's so cool. It's, it's neat how a lot of women, it sounds like yourself included, really find themselves by adding this new role of mother Mm -hmm. to what, who they are. You know, it's, it's really beautiful that you, you've really discovered and found that confidence through such a huge, you know, life-changing experience and transition into that role. It's really neat. Yeah. I even feel like my kids gave me a sense of, you know, confidence, even when it came to my artistry and my business, because I, I, you know, because I feel like when you go through motherhood and you kind of get through the nitty gritty, you kind of feel like, okay, well, things that get thrown at me, because, you know, motherhood's not planned. Your kids wake up one day, they feel like this or that. And so I think it kind of transitioned into like, my everyday life of business where I just had more of a confidence within my artistry, within maintaining my business and like, you know, approach with clients and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I love that. You definitely have to learn how to take anything that comes your way as a mom. And it's neat that you can take that sensibility into other parts of your life. I love that. Well, looking back, you know, what are some of the most surprising things you've learned about yourself on this journey from when you were a little girl going to those museums to now being a mom? You know, what what surprises you most about who you are today? I think that 
what surprises me most about who I am today is that I have taken my past and my childhood as um, a stepping stool of growth and to educate and to not allowing our traumas to overpower our future, you know? And um, yeah, I think, I think that's been like my biggest thing because within motherhood, I've really tried to not take everything so hard where I, I can't soften or have empathy or have a way of like teaching our children of like having emotional intelligence and stuff. You know, I think, I think all of that kind of shapes me and um, I'm, that is like, I think if I was a child looking forward, I think that's more surprising to me is that I was able to like let it go and then be like, it's all part of the growth. Yeah. And use, you know, the adversity and the challenges that you've experienced to fuel something so beautiful who you are today with this vibrant career, with these beautiful children, with an incredible partner and support network. I'm just, yeah. I'm in awe of, of you. Thank you so much uh, for sharing you. your story with us. It's just been of so course. great. To you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful. Thanks for tuning in to Parallel Lives. Stay tuned for new episodes and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like today's show, we'd be forever grateful if you take a moment to rate and review us. You can find us online at parallelhealth.com. That's P-E-R-E-L-E-L health.com or on Instagram at Parallel Health. I'm Alex Taylor and you've been listening to Parallel Lives. Thanks so much for tuning in. This podcast is brought to you by Parallel. We are a prenatal vitamin and supplement solution that adapts to your changing body's needs throughout your motherhood journey. All of our products offer the highest quality bioavailable ingredients at doctor-recommended doses tailored to each unique phase. Preconception, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, and postpartum and beyond. Because your prenatal vitamin shouldn't be one size fits all. Sign up for our newsletter at ParallelHealth.com to learn more.